You're listening to DraftKings Network. If we screw up, there's a magnifying, like, uh, mm, my brain just went flat. <laughs> Not a magnifying glass. <laughs> ah, shit. Um, microscope. I, that's the one. There you, <laughs> there you go. Sarah. PhD in microbiology, Shana oh, Goldman. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> there's Can our intro. I stopped taking science literally in like 11th grade. Like, Oh, okay. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. This thing on. <laughs> so the universe spoke to us just about a week ago, seven days to be exact. Sarah Sivian and Allison Lucan were in Carolina and a too many men call happened on the ice. And we felt that the universe was, was signaling that there needed to be a return of the too many men podcast. Hi everyone. My name is Allison. It's great to be here. I am joined by one of the most prolific and brilliant writers who is also incredibly creative, funny, loving, caring, and kind. And that is Shana Goldman. Shana, say hi. Hi, I missed this. Oh my God, my confidence has <laughs> been so low since we've done this last. And not to be put in any place other than tied for first is <laughs> the brilliant, innovative, clever, witty and one of the most compassionate and thoughtful people in meaningful ways, Sarah Sivian. Sarah, how are you? I'm good. My heart's racing. I have the butterflies when it said, we're recording. I was like, we're back, baby. We're back. You did a great intro, by the way. You're making it seem like, ah, so rusty. What are we going to do? And you just like, you snap into pro mode. You know, guys, we're a little scared. We've missed you and we've missed each other too much. We just have to keep this going. That's true. That's true. Well, we felt again, we know there's a lot going on in the hockey world and maybe there'll be another time to dive into those headlines, but trade deadline is coming. And so no one really wants to talk about all those headlines necessarily, but again, because they'll change in four seconds. It's true. We, and then no one will care in a day to quote Sarah, all this work for something yeah. no one cares <laughs> about in six hours. I have an existential crisis every time I cover the trade deadline. It's like, oh my God, we even did a trade story. It was supposed to be published this morning, but we were like, let's just get it out at 10 PM. Because what if these people are traded in the middle of the night? And it's like, okay, great. 10 PM, seriously? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> they like republished it in the morning. So never floats my boat. Well, all right. So we do want to catch the people up. Um, there's been some big, exciting stuff happening. Shana Goldman, full time at The Athletic, also Woo! taking on Sportsnet um, with support of SportLogic data, just truly finally being realized for how incredibly wonderful and brilliant you are. Shana, give us the, the quick update on, on what's going on with you. Oh my God. Um, I'm very busy all the time. I'm yes. writing more <laughs> words than I know what to do with. Yes. And um it's really fun. I'm writing. So I'm doing a little bit of everything. Honestly, I'm writing national stuff at Sportsnet using SportLogic data, which is super fun. And I have two stories a week there. And for the athletic, I still have fantasy stuff and occasionally Ranger stories, but now chipping into the devils and jumping around doing national stuff too, which is what I want to be doing. So a lot of words, a lot of moving pictures, a lot of numbers, a lot of word salad. It's good. That's great. That's good. And, and analysis of New Jersey, correct? I believe that's how you frame this yes. the entire time. It's analysis work yes. is where, where your value is really added. I am not a writer. I am not a reporter. Fascinating. I'm an analyst. Definitely. I, that's 
you know, I understand people like reporting and I think it's wonderful because there are some amazing reporters out there like our Sarah Sivian right here. Yes. But no, uh, no, I don't like reporting. <laughs> <laughs> you could do everything. That's a thing. I am limited. Yeah. I don't do everything. I do oh my God. <laughs> no, I you, like it, so. you are brilliant, but some people need to realize what your role is. So I'm glad we went over that. Sarah, other than starting to take on just tremendously amazing, like, I mean, your style outfits are incredible style rankings, but you continue to push the envelope, not just in your Carolina coverage, but looking at national issues and national stories and part of the athletic podcast, what's been going on with you? Yeah, that's been great. Just kind of trying to take on more projects that are fun for me, you know, how it is like, as we're getting back to normal somewhat, it's kind of like we're all, I feel like probably people in the audience can relate the audience as if the audience. Like a live studio audience. The people, <laughs> the royal we, the royal we. <laughs> people can relate to kind of wondering what their next step in their career is. So I'm trying to see, do a lot of different things and see what I like the most. And Allison, you've done some different things lately, <laughs> oh, haven't what a you? Segway. Yeah, let's talk. Wow. What have yes. you been doing? Well, <laughs> things I never thought I would be doing. Um, I have been fortunate to be um, included in the Kraken um, team reporting and writing. And they, I like, I literally, there's a section on the Kraken website that's called analytics for Al- with Allison. That's insane. We love it. It's insane. It's so perfect. It's, it's so, insane. There's no one better to do that. It's insane. Um, but they also were foolish enough to put me on TV um, and do some analysis there. And I had a life dream realized uh last week when um I didn't even know this was a dream let's be honest like because I didn't even think I'd ever be on tv ever it wasn't even a thing um but these people believed in me and then JT Brown who we love um unfortunately became ill and so I got to like call games with John Forsland like the legend like I would sit there and like look over and I'm like I'm watching John Forsland work like it was insane so that's what I'm doing John Forslund has told me from the start, you're a natural on TV and you are. And it's funny yeah. how sometimes you don't know what your dreams are until they're standing like in front of your face and you're kind of forced to do them. And you're like, oh, <laughs> I love this. So I'm glad that went well. You were awesome. Well, thank you. And I'm you. really glad you got your start calling games here. That's right. With the Too Many Men podcast. That was yeah, your no real. snapped <laughs> into action like that. Like we were like contemplating how to like distribute roles with that. And cups started flipping and you just went right there, commentator mode, coming up with things that I didn't ever think to describe cup flipping. Listen. And so they is... had your reel. It's, it's an obvious choice. Obvious. Like, okay. That's clearly why I got hired. I was calling a flip cup <laughs> tournament. You Obviously. You, you don't deserve it. You effing. <laughs> <laughs> you just said you don't deserve it you earned it there's a difference there is a difference there is a you difference if people deserve, deserve things and yeah, yeah yeah and it gets hands you no you work your ass off you earn things it's better than deserving things you earned it I get where you're going with this the phrasing I'm not sure <laughs> okay well that, because I'm the only one here that watches wrestling like a nerd you gotta look up Hangman Adam Page he won the belt he goes, I didn't deserve this. I earned this. And we who do you think you are? Things. Allison is. <laughs> I know. Well, that's why I'm the one bringing this to the table. This oh, is not you. I'm, I'm doing the Pete Weber thing. Who do you think you are? I am. <laughs> see, see, we all bring something. And Bowling. I didn't even say, I didn't even drop an F bomb. 
I censored myself. It's good. You. It's good. I'm proud of you. That's a good day. That's a good day. We're growing up here. It's, it's <laughs> not going to last. <laughs> All right. So we, we did also feel that we wanted to come back together again. We will touch on um, league related news and, and true specific um, men's hockey related news as it suits us. Um, because that's what the show is about as we talk about what suits us. Um, but there were a couple things happening in the hockey space that um, have been burning up our little text chat. And so we wanted to talk about them. Um, and the first is some developments in the- <clears throat> What's this what? segment called? Oh, um, see? Your Dang favorite it. segment. It's a bit of news. Sarah's a bit of favorite. news. A yeah, we're bringing news. that back. A bit of news, rolling it back, old rolling school style. All right, it's a bit of news. Shayna, <laughs> please share. So there are things happening in women's hockey. Um, the PHF is continuing with their season. Their playoffs will be next week. It'll be on ESPN2, I believe, in Florida. Um, and the PW, now that the Olympic athletes are back, they had that rematch of Canada versus uh, the USA. But now there have always been rumblings about a new league. Now that's gaining a little bit more traction. And there's been a lot of work done on that by the Ice Garden, by uh, Mercy and Gemi, by Jeff Merrick reporting on it as well. And the latest was Jeff reporting that they are meeting with the NHL, the two leagues. Um, the NHL is essentially brokering this meeting. What will come of it? Who knows? Could be nothing, could be something. But it's important to note that the NHL, when it went down to when it was two leagues, when it was the CWHL and the NWHL, the NHL said they wouldn't work with them until it was one league. Then it was one league and they still chose not to. They redirected the money they were giving to the CWHL to the NWHL, really opened up their wallets there. Um, and they also did have NHL teams stop working with NWHL teams. So they were very hands off. And now there have been some partnerships along the way. We see it with the PW um, recently with the Pittsburgh Penguins at the national rematch. But um, overall, like we can see the league tr maybe sticking their hands in this as it suits them now. Uh, maybe there's something that could come of this, but it seems like if you want NHL team support, there has to be some sort of system worked out for the NHL to okay it because, again, this is where they're choosing to stick their hands. Um, a lot of people don't want the NHL involved in women's hockey, rightfully so, because there are times that they mismanage their own league. No. No, right? And also there's something to these being entities that women have built and then men coming in and taking over. Um, so it's curious how much it's going to be if they talk anything about one league, which is what most people do want, um, how much it's them working with them, taking over, things like that. If it even gets that far, we don't know. We don't really know much, but the information that's out that, that they are meeting. So I think that puts a little bit more pressure on everything because now it's public. So you know, we'll see how that goes because things have been contentious for some time. And even if it doesn't work out that there isn't one league at the end of this and the PW continues their plans and the PHF cont uh, continues theirs, have to stress it. You don't have to pick sides. Just watch women's hockey. That's at the end of the day. If you want to support women's hockey, watch what you want. It could be both. It could be one. It could be none. Whatever you want. But if you care about women's hockey, you have to support everyone. I wonder how invasive the league would be. That's the biggest question, obviously, and what they'd have control over. And I understand the arguments against involving the league, especially because they've had so many chances to get involved. And it's like, no, will they, won't they? And it's kind of adds to the drama without anything of substance. So 
it'll be interesting to see what happens there. I do think it could be good fight like financially is the most important thing. So if they are willing to actually help out financially in a significant way, it might be worth it. And we've seen this. We've seen the NBA be a significant part of helping build the WNBA. But and, and this was Jeff Merrick's reporting. And so, uh, Shana, you keep me honest if I'm misrepresenting it. But there was a comment made that teams are hesitant to work with either league without Gary Bettman's blessing. And here's my thing. Here's my thing. Why do they have to get Gary Bettman's blessing on this? Do they get Gary Bettman's blessing on like when they have like the tiny tots come out and skate seriously, like, and they support another like kids league or a local triple A league, or when they do a community event or make a donation to a look like, why does Gary Bettman have to okay this? Gary Bettman was texting during Willie O'Ree's ceremony. He could text back and be like, you got my blessing. Like (laughs) taking so long. Yeah. It's, it's so it's it's tough because like when a couple of years ago, if I remember correctly, they were like, we'll work with the NW, but we don't think your model sustainable. So we want to do it our own way. And they were kind of like, we have been doing this for years. And yes, there are flaws in their model. There's flaws in every model. There's flaws in the NHL model. You know, um, there's a reason it's fourth in professional sports in the United States. But like as much as you can say that, you know, they have big pockets. That does help. They have connections. That does help they're not going to open their pockets without not having their hands on it. And we know that. Yeah. Well, it all comes down to, and it all comes down to, I look, I mean, no question. There's money, no question. There's influence, but what's the intention? Like I like, and let's Jeff Merrick points this out all the time. The NHL didn't like suddenly start as one perfect league. It was like all this infighting. It was multiple leagues based out of multiple parts of, of us and Canada. And there was undercutting and there was infighting. Like this is not specific to the women's game. And I, like there's a smell test, right? There's a difference between saying, I want to help grow this sport and we just have to figure out how to do it the right way versus I don't really want to do this, but I'm like exerting control. And I just like, if, if, if the penguins can't freaking host a game without feeling nervous that Gary Bettman's going to get mad at them, what, like, I want to run that smell test by every other community-based or building hockey event yep. that any team does, because I don't think Gary Bettman's approving all of those. So, and I don't pat him on the back for what was it like a hundred thousand dollars of women's hockey contributions. Like, I think that's what they did combined between the NW and the CW. And then all of that got directed to the NW, like not saying they don't players one year contract. Yeah. And also like look at the donations to craft hockey bill. That's a quarter of a million dollars. And I'm not saying they don't deserve it. I'm saying if you truly care about growing the game, which we can point out 3000 reasons why they're not their schedule is prime example. Number one, their marketing is number two. Um, and those two tie together pretty freaking well. See? Yeah. Good job. Yeah. Gold star. Maybe they would care more if they're invested. And I worry about mm-hmm. other investors that could be taking place instead of the NHL, like Barstool or something like that. I think the NHL would probably be better but I don't know. What? Do you, oh, talk to my microphone. No. My background here is a little friend. Sam. Right there. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. Hi, Steven. You're in the background. Oh, oh is he investing? He is. Yeah. He's <laughs> all right. So again, just something to watch. And, you know, as, as we talk about all the time with a lot of things, um, news is reported, but 
that doesn't mean that we understand the whole story. So always dig for more information until you feel like you have the information you need to make an answer. And also know where your sourcing is coming from with this. This is so important because as with anything, as with anything, but with this, it feels like, you know, sometimes there are biases within this. Uh, There are different opinions on this, depending on where people have worked, who they work with, who they're talking to there. You can look at so many sources and go, that is a PW source. That is a PHF source. That's the way it is. Mm -hmm. Few people have that perfect balance. Like Sammy Jo Smalls is like the ideal balance. I think she talks about it so well about both leagues and the growth of the game. Um, Read everything, be informed, ask questions. Like this is all super important. And also on women's hockey, one more bit of news, your favorite, you go. (gasps) Well, We'll, we'll try and get this episode out beforehand, but the Ohio State women are playing for their first national championship in program history. Now build them a damn rink that they deserve. That's all I'm going to say. I took playing? an L earlier when we were talking. I kind of got the leagues for women's college hockey mixed up, but I saw um, Ohio State's coach on TV and I loved her. Oh, she's okay. So she so cool. is literally, so when I was covering the Blue Jackets, we got her to meet torts. And she is literally like oh a torts, like a torts yes. replica. They're like two in the same. Yeah. And they even their She's teams badass. even play the same. Yeah, they're they're and like at one point in the um, semifinal last night, which was Friday. At one point, I think it was AJ Molesco was like, well, you can see Muzzerall's intensity there. And they like showed her like talking to her team on the bench. I'm like, listen, <laughs> it's it's yes. And I love her too. I, I, I would run through a wall for that for her, that woman. She's in spite of a lot of things, she's building that program into a, a great contender as it should be good on her and good on those women who are playing. They're amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was one other thing we really wanted to talk about. And I think something again, you know, the three of us talk all the time and something that we spend a lot of energy and, and mental effort on is really making space in the right way for um, all women to build their own space and their own career in whatever they want to do. Um, And so it's really frustrating when it feels like that's being eroded. And with that, Sarah, I will have you, because I honestly caught up to the slate. Um, What is the Laura Wagner saga, please? Yeah, I'll preface this by saying I... Preface. (laughs) When I saw this, I just thought, okay, there could be an actual conversation about this, but I don't think Twitter's the place. And I don't think certain people who are having the conversation maybe should have been facilitating it, just judged on like, you, okay, let's get into it. Okay, so last Wednesday, DraftKings officially announced a new podcast with Mike Golick and Jessica Smetana. And there were responses to it that were kind of bitchy if I I can say that it's like oh the intersect like the tweet itself said this is going to cover the intersection of sports and culture whatever and people were like wow that's never happened before and it was women in the industry and I'm like you sound I'm sorry you sound bitter like if you want to make an argument about but this isn't even where it starts so Wagner responded to that saying they need a stoplight for these intersections which okay women aren't off limits to criticize but that just seems Okay, whatever, snarky. But minutes after that, Wagner tweeted, and to be clear, she works at Defector and she's had a really, like, I enjoy a lot of her work, to be honest, but um, she's definitely like a polarizing writer. But she said, one day I really, really will write about the women in sports media who look around and crunch the numbers and 
and reach the accurate conclusion that their success hinges largely on their willingness to play the hot girl who is also one of the guys. Um, when, when I read that. Unpack that, please. For yeah, me. unpack that. I think we should unpack that with my therapist. But I, I think write the story like you're a writer and you work at a place that criticizes media. So the no better if you have substantial things to add to that instead of what seems like a subtweet, I think you should probably write about it and give examples and put the onus on the men. And I think maybe people are blowing this out of proportion and taking it too literally, I guess, but it does seem like she's angry about this for reasons other than the best faith, it seems like I, I so what's she I, angry about? I'm sorry, because I didn't know any of these yeah. people involved. What is she angry about? Well, is Jessica no. particularly beautiful? Is that the thing? Is that the she's issue? She's really pretty. And okay. I guess like, I just she, don't know who she is. That's my bad. Yeah, she's really pretty. She's like an up and coming does a lot with the NFL. Oh, and, sweet. Um, okay, cool. She, she should follow her. She's really good. But uh, I guess she posts selfies like so do I. And I don't know, like she does photo shoots like I don't understand. No, no photos. I, yeah. Like, what do you that's the thing. What's the end game of how do you assume somebody's playing the hot girl? That is what I want to unpack. And they're not just being themselves and they yeah. happen to be hot. Yeah. How dare you be hot? Yeah. And crunching the numbers, like she seems so condescending when she says this. Oh, so you crunched the numbers too. And you decided you're not like other girls. So you're not going to be hot. Like, and I'm not saying she's not hot at all, but I'm like, I don't know when she, the women in sports media who look around and crunch the numbers seems so rolling my eyes. That could never be me. I'm so much smarter than these women, or I'm so much more, I have more integrity than these women when it's like, you're allowed to be hot and know things at the same time. I don't know. What do you guys think? It's really, really tricky for me. I think the thing too, like with the, one of the guys, like, I don't know, like there, there are people who will be like, I'm not like other girls. I'm one of the guys. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's how you want to be go off. And I like, I do like what Jackie Redmond said, you know, they were talking about the all women broadcast on NHL network. And she said something like, I'm not one of the guys. I'm one of the girls. girls. I'm one of the girls who like sitting around watching hockey. That was really good. Yes. I think we should embrace that more instead of to explain yourself and be like, well, I identify with the, so what? Like if you Mm want to hang out with guys more than girls or you want to feel like you're one of the guys, whatever, if you want to, you know, it's however, however you see it, there's something like we were growing up, we happened to like sports, like you were identified as one of the guys or you were Mm -hmm. hanging out with the guys and like, there's nothing wrong with that, but there's, you know, you could also look at it and go, well, there's nothing right with it either because it's okay to be one of the girls and watching sports and things like that. I just don't get pointing the finger. Yeah, exactly. I think what actually gets to me about the situation is that Laura Wagner seems to have looked around and crunched the numbers and decided these people are these people. I'm like, why do you get to be the ombudswoman of sports media? Do you know all these people? Do you know that they're playing the hot how do you how does one play the hot girl i don't you either are are there notes are there classes to take because i'd love to know sign me up because (laughs) i'm sick of the shit that i get on the internet like i in the hot girl before me yeah (laughs) i i think the hot girl you might think gets praised right like you think 
she's getting fawned over by the guys that are being one of the guys and like everyone's responding, oh, you look so beautiful or something. But a lot of the time, the hot girl is weaponizing the constant sexualization and harassment she receives. And there's nothing you can do to make that stuff go away. Sometimes I respond to that stuff. Sometimes I ignore it and it doesn't go away regardless. And sometimes it can be empowering to be like, you know what, I'm going to post these selfies and I'm going to post data. And I don't know why I have to choose which one I do. You don't. You don't, it's your feed. You get to post whatever the hell you want. You can do whatever you want. And if you want to five seconds, in five seconds, you want to post a picture of yourself looking hot. And five seconds later, you want to post a chart and, you know, graph me up, baby, like go off. That's the thing. Like (laughs) if you want to be mad at anything and look around the sports world, and it's very easy to look on TV um, and see the women that are like on TV all the time, like they're super attractive. They're young, they're attractive, blah, 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 blah. That, of course, anyone with eyes can flip on a sports game and see a woman at the sports desk and go, Oh, she's super hot. Like, of course you want to be mad at that. Be mad at the system. Yeah. Be mad that that's what so many people feel a woman has to be, to be in sports. That's the system. Don't be mad at the woman for being hot and wanting to follow a career path, regardless of what it is, whether it fits in the box that you think it should or shouldn't, whatever the system is that if men include sport, women in sports so often, they find that there has to be a trade-off. Like they have to want to look at her to want to listen to her where they can tune her out and just look at her because men, for some reason, their brains cannot handle the idea of a woman being smarter about sports than them. Mm-hmm. We know this is how it is. They have little peanut brains. That's why like, there's just too many men around. But the, here's the thing. I will say this, like as the elder statesman in this group, um, <laughs> In all seriousness, I have really found, and we are part of the system too. We are part of the problem often. Like, and I don't, the younger women I'm around don't have this, which makes me encouraged, but I have had to really do work on myself to say, when I see a woman who has something amazing, like I have to challenge that thing that maybe some of us, depending on our ages or our upbringing, and it wasn't even intentional, but to be like, ugh, well, look at her or, uh, well, she's the pretty girl. Like we as women need to learn to celebrate one another too. We need to be fine saying, as long as that woman is living her truth and not being put in a situation that she has no control over to Sarah's point, if, if this woman wants to spend as much time as she wants on her hair and her makeup, and she looks that way because that's how she looks. And this is what she reports on. And this is her brand. Mm-hmm. We should celebrate that. We can't, it, it, there's some internal work, at least that I have learned that you have to do to say, when I see something, like if I see a beautiful woman, or if I see a woman who has something physical or even in the style of reporting or writing or whatever it is, and I, it's something I aspire to, I have to realize that I have to turn that and really keep that as admiration instead of judgment. And I think that women are very guilty of that a lot of the time. So well said, and there's room for a lot of us. And that wasn't always the case. And it takes time to kind of mentally catch up to that. But I, and also there are limited slots. So it is kind of a competition created by the patriarchy and it's internalized misogyny. And once we come together, we're all stronger (laughs) together. (laughs) I I just wanted to also say in closing that I don't think Laura's wrong with a lot of what she said, but I do think it's wrong to very clearly do this minutes after you already snarkily responded to Smetana's announcement. And then you do this, you're clearly talking about her and it's not right. Like how, it's just not right. Do you know her? Right. No, right. It's, it's, it's tough because like 
yeah, there's, look, we can see it every day. There might be a journalist or a media person who screws up, says something we don't agree with, follows a path that we think is wrong, supports the wrong, you know, whatever it is. They're not immune to criticism, Mm -hmm. but you don't need to add fuel to the fire sometimes in that way. It's all about how you say it. If you open the door to saying that in such a condescending way, you just open the door for how many other people to jump on it and cite that point. A woman said it, so now the rest of us can. Like it doesn't, it shouldn't work that way. And it a woman is the does. CEO of Barstool, so it's fine. No, mm. please. Yeah. So it's just, it's, it's just like it's such a tough spot. Like, yeah, we can't be upset if there's hot girls thriving in sports. We can't be upset if someone wants to, whatever. Yeah. Hopefully, one day we don't feel like there's as much pressure and there is a little bit more openness for us that we don't have to work double as hard and try everything and work double as hard, even if it's on our appearance, on our work, on our everything to be flawless. Because if we screw up, there's a magnifying, like, uh, mm, my brain just went flat, (laughs) not a magnifying glass. (laughs) Ah, shit. Um, microscope. That's the one. There you go. Sarah. PhD in microbiology, Shana oh, Goldman. Oh God. Yeah. Is, There's can our you intro. tell I stopped taking science literally in like 11th grade? Like I like math, not science, but there's a microscope, <clears throat> a microscope on us. And um, every little mistake we do gets amplified. So it would be nice if we found ways to help each other, better each other and say, hey, you don't need to work as hard to be the hot girl or you can be one of the girls and thrive in sports. Right. That's all well and good, but don't tear down others around you. It doesn't help for that reason. Right. So in conclusion, I want to say this is not to come at you, Laura, but I'd love for you to actually write what you said you were going to write and give us more insight into what you meant, because Mm. maybe you have some things to unpack there, or maybe you just kind of worded it a little bit wrong. I'd love to see what you meant. And, and, you know, to your point, Sarah, too, I will say, like when I was the, so the last game I, I did with John Forsland was in Ottawa and you have a statistician with you when you are doing live calls of games and everyone I had the opportunity to work with was lovely. And the individual who was the statistician, he was amazing. And he, when I, we were, he, we introduced ourselves, what have you, and he was adorable. And he meant this, he said this in a very wonderful and open way. He said, oh, well, you must be a member of the U S national team. Right. So even like stuff like that, like I, I, I said, well, unless you count beer league, I, I just can, can we for one second too, though, like, it's so cool to me that you're calling games too. like every think about this for a second, how many men's analysts are there that didn't actually play the game or did or failed at playing the game or, you know, had a short NHL, it's not, you know, they played a hundred NHL a whole other games, podcast. <laughs> whatever, too many like, men. That's yeah, there's so many though, around the league. For women, for the most part, if you're seeing analysts or, you know, color commentators, yeah. they're gold medalists. AJ Molesko, yeah. Jennifer Botterill, Gigi Marvin, Kendall Cassie Coyne. Campbell, yep. they're all gold medalists. And they're all excellent. Let's be and very they clear. Yeah. They're fantastic at their jobs and they should be calling games. They should be doing it more. I'd love to see more of it, you know, like to see Sarah Nurse has done work on Sportsnet before and mm-hmm. Hillary Knight was on ESPN yesterday. Like mm-hmm. all of that is so great. Kendall Coyne's done work too in, in mm-hmm. uh, broadcasting. And guess what? She has a degree in communications or media, I believe mm-hmm. from college. Um, it would be nice if, you know, more women could break into the sphere like you just did because yeah. you're a fantastic analyst. This is you know, exactly, like yeah. 
That's where Laura we, Wagner has to a get point. by with, you know, but, yeah. but, to, but to that, like, but it goes back to like, there are so many paradigms we have to break through. And if we just mm-hmm. keep fighting, it's the same thing as the PHF thing is like, if we all keep fighting ourselves, like let's at some point let's come together on the things that really matter. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, are we, are we are done. Sick of In conclusion. Yeah. In, In conclusion. conclusion. Anyway, you you're just wonder what. all right so speaking of that though we're not done sarah we're not because you helped draft what is our final segment of every show and that is fuck mary kill and sarah because you reported on this tremendous story and had copious notes i must say i'm skimming over them again in your tremendous um here you go you get to go first are you ready the yes. second one was mine and it's crap. And if you, we don't like it, we can skip. But I just want to point Let's out because the second one is going to be a big drop from the first one. It was my suggestion. Well, Let's really do it. Preemptive. Don't count yourself out. We need some hockey content <laughs> on this podcast probably. All right. Here we go, Sarah. Are you ready? Yes. Fuck, Mary kill. Number one, mm-hmm. playing the hot girl. <laughs> Number two, being one of the guys. Number three, not being like other girls. Go. I'm marrying playing the hot girl because I am obsessed with my looks and I'm vain and I don't know what, but it sounds exhausting at the same time. you got to play the hot girl. You want like, what is, what's the maintenance on this? I don't know. That's where they get me with the playing. And I, I want Laura to expand on that. So I'm going to fuck. Oh God. Um, being one of the guys because I can protect myself. That's the other thing. Like you can, being one of the guys is sometimes what people do to protect themselves in a, a mm-hmm. circle of guys and they mm-hmm. want to be liked at their workplace. And like, it's a, it's self-preserving sometimes when you got to do what you got to do. Um, guys are really boring a lot of the time and easily impressed by a girl that wants to be one of the guys though. So low maintenance fuck there, not being like other girls. I'm going to kill. Cause I love other girls. Dana. <laughs> okay. I am going to kill not being like other girls. Cause you know, I could learn a, a thing or two and uh could use some lessons on a lot of things that I have to turn to you guys do. So, you know, there there there's perks to being a girl, and you know, that's nice. So I will kill that. Um I'm going to fuck being a hot girl. Like you said, that's a lot of high maintenance. I think I would need a lot of work. I would need to grow maybe a couple inches from me being down here. Maybe oh, not have food. You are stunning. Stop that. Thanks. Your check's in the mail. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, like, it, it's just, it's a lot. And also it can get like super uncomfortable, like even like not trying or anything. Like you, you have a profile, like my, my Twitter picture, someone like messaged me like I love chicks with blue hair and I was just like if I was someone who was like super hot I don't want to know what my messages would look like it's creepy as isn't it it's just too much I don't want to deal with it I will marry being one of the guys because I do like the idea of the low maintenance and I do like the idea of like my friends are if I'm hanging out with a bunch of friends and they all are guys um they can just like do their thing and I can just like crochet in the corner and write my articles in peace while they're doing their things and you know that appeals to me at times that they can just go off and do their things and 
The appeal of crochet is why you're <laughs> one of the guys. I like this. It, it's it's nice sometimes, you know, and it is nice to like. <laughs> you don't even crochet, you knit. What are you talking actually, about? <laughs> actually, I, it's within reach. Oh God. I crochet, look at Ooh. my It's too many men colors too. I know, I ha- this is my favorite color combination. It's the appeal of story. crochet. I see yeah. now the appeal of crochet. Because Back to you, still so, haven't answered the question, Shana. I did. I'm going to yeah, marry that. Okay. I'm going to marry being one of the guys because it's low maintenance and I'm lazy and I have okay. too many things to do to worry about anything else. That sure, I will sit there and be one of the guys. Why not? But I'd like to have some of the perks of being one of the guys, like besides, like not I don't know, <laughs> yeah, like please give me those perks. So it can't be a happy marriage, but you know, it it works. I'll send you go. <laughs> Um, I am going to, hmm. Okay. I'm going to turn this on its head. I'm going to fuck playing the hot girl because I am finally at this age learning how to do makeup. Thanks to my tremendous team at Root Sports. Oh um, yeah. And so I'm having fun with that, but it's, it, we're still, it's not a full-time endeavor quite yet. We have some fun. We hit it. We leave it. We go away. Um, I'm going to Here's what I'm going to marry. You ready? I'm going to marry not being like other girls because I think that's the whole point we were getting at is that there's no one definition for a girl. And so I'm going to marry that no girl is like another girl. We are all people and we're figuring out Mm. what that means. And therefore I'm going to kill being one of the guys because as we've all kind of said, no more like if you have interests that match people who are predominantly male, that's cool as long as we're not doing it because we feel like we have to fit in that box. Well, you there. did it better than me. I like well, you started better. talking about crochet, Shana. Allison I mean, has me ready to cry over here. Yeah, like, I'm like, kumbaya, my lord. <laughs> um, okay, um, now we have one hockey- we're talking about crocheting. You should be happy that we talk about nerdy <laughs> things like that because we all have interests. Well, we can talk about my crochet opinions later. I, I have some. I have no interest. My brain is empty. You have Rangoon, Rangoon. Yes. yes, she's my main interest. There you go. All right, we have one hockey one. Shayna, you'll go first. Which team to make the playoffs? Edmonton. Oh, these are good. Edmonton, Vegas, Dallas. Go. Make the playoffs. I'm going to marry Vegas. Seems very unlikely. And I think it would be really fun if they just like slip in and we see a first round matchup of Calgary or. Colorado and like I'd like to see Jack Eichel do well I love Mark Stone he's one of my favorite players um and I just yeah I want to see them make the playoffs I don't I don't really you know there's there's other teams in the west that could do things and thrive and that's cool and wonderful but like I I don't know they invested so much in it that it's like I do like when teams go all in and can get something out of it it's kind of disappointing when they don't um so yeah they got super unlucky this year though some of it's their karma because what they did to Flurry so sucks to suck but I'm gonna say I would like them to make it. Uh, I will fuck Dallas making it. Um, I think it'd be cool. I like their first line a lot. Jason Robertson, any more national attention he can get, the better. He's so good for the game. He's a wonderful player. Um, But like, I don't advise a team with a bunch of players who are past their prime that they shouldn't have signed them to those contracts being like, we're going to go all in and buy a bunch of things when we're not good enough and we're going to get in round, get out in round one. Like, I don't know. I would love to kick that thinking to the curb. So teams could be smarter. And I will kill the idea of the Oilers making the playoffs because I love chaos and I hate their management and I want to see them burn. I want to see every bad mistake bite them during Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid's prime 
I would like to see one of them. I would bet it's dry settle first, turn to management and go, get me the fuck out of here mm-hmm. because you, okay, that's one. Sure. She, said that's she one. snuck one in. I that's snuck one. one at the end and it, fuck Mary Kill. We've just said fuck like four times. So there you go. It's three. I'm, I'm done. Um, Good job. But yeah, like Mike Smith and Nico Koskinen's your goaltending tandem and you thought you were going to be okay and you blamed everything else but what the actual problems are. Like you need to look at yourself <laughs> and see that you've handed out bad contracts and bad player and signed players to deals you shouldn't have and just built a team very poorly around two of the best players in the league. You don't deserve to make the playoffs. And these mistakes were very clear in Detroit and you're repeating them in Edmonton. Sorry. Go. Sarah. All right. Me go. <laughs> I don't know. I am going to kill... Edmonton making it because their fans are really mean to me. Like they're so mean. Why are they? Well, I guess I get why they're so mean, but I love Edmonton, (laughs) the city for the record. And I get so much hate from them for no reason. I love KB and co I love wherever the Rogers arena, but nevertheless, it's always, I I can't say something true. I can't say Connor McDavid has is, I don't even know, like get him out of here. Every time I tweet like free McDavid, it's like, why would you ever say that? It's like, cause the team and they, sucks. Well, fans think he's the problem. Yeah. That's yeah. the other part of it. Oh you my don't God. deserve him. Wait, I want the Oilers to make the playoffs. I marrying that because I want the takes from the columnists, the worst takes you would ever see. And I want to fuck Vegas making it because I want to go to Vegas and I'm going to kill Dallas because I want Saad to have a break from coverage. (laughs) I think he's done a great job and it's been a very confusing season, but I also, this is all about me, of course. And I hate (laughs) that time zone. It stresses me out and confuses me so much. I've like, I, I can't do it. So we can't have that. Allison, your turn. Oh my God. Um, I am going to kill Edmonton because I don't mind a team going in for assets that they think will help make them better, but I have a problem with how they have brought in Evander Kane and not addressed issues that I think Mm -hmm. need to be addressed in today's world. Um, I'm going to... I'm going to fuck around with Dallas. I think it's just chaos. And I like it, like no one thought, I love that. Like there's a conversation of like, who's going to be in like Nashville's throwing things away. Like I'm here for a little bit of chaos. Um, And I'm going to marry Vegas because I was having this conversation with someone the other day. Like I never had a problem with them being good year one. I thought it was fun. Um, And I kind of think I do love Mark Stone. Mark Stone's a tremendous player. Um, And I would like to see, I think it would just be chaotic in a way, it's almost better if they win because then we still have more chaos of like, how are they going to continue to manage all these players and all these contracts and everything? So there's there's my call. That's my decision. I like all right. that. All right, my friends, um, we are so thankful that you spent some time with us. We are so happy to be back sharing public, publicly with you the many conversations <laughs> that we have. Um, you can find us on Twitter at two underscore much underscore man. Do we still have merch? We have merch. It's, I think it's there. It exists. It okay. hasn't been like updated, but like it's there. Where it's, is that? You Can know. you tell the people? I think it's called, I think they changed their name and it's just called Spring now and it's not Teespring anymore. Well, I think we have if, a link if you somewhere. go, yeah, <laughs> we'll go to Twitter. There's a link. Oh, it goes to our website. It goes to all the things within it. It's all there. At this what, is a work uh, in progress, folks. We're coming back because we miss you and we miss each other. And we were, are, we are working out the kinks as we go. 
There you go. I'm finding the details out right now. Of course you are. Sarah, some too many men pod.com. There you go. Go there for all the things. Um, We'll be back sometime soon. Um, We love you. We love each other. Um, I can't remember how we ended. We love all girls. We love all girls. And until we meet again, just be good to one another and, and have some fun. And we'll talk to you guys soon. Shayna, say bye. Love you. Shayna, say bye. Oh, bye. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't love you. I thought that's where we were going with that. Like- <laughs>